0: Ghosts are horny. Oogie. Revisiting female violence. (laughs) That could be any of these episodes.
1: I I hate to bring up bugs.
2: (laughs) Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps for your common demon summoning. I accept this headcanon.
0: Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks.
2: This is a John Winchester hate zone.
0: Could have had like Killer him. Optimus Prime, and he had to be racist. Had to be fucking racist.
2: Perseuder.
1: Hi, and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I am Jasper Graydon.
0: I am Jordan Graham.
1: And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology when you're first meeting people, what is like a big green flag for like, you know, you're going to connect with them?
0: Ooh, so for me, it's easy. I knew immediately when you asked the question, because my life revolves around TV. So of course, I'm just gonna ask people, what are your favorite TV shows? And if they are just like, I just watch nothing but procedural cop shows all day. Probably not going to be super interested in that person as much as if they were (laughs) like, I really love, you know, niche weird comedies, or I love cheesy like WB or CW dramas. I'm like, yes, you appreciate bad storytelling in a fun way. We're going to get along. (laughs) What about you, Allie?
2: I think for mine, I am very like, I want to know you're kind of weird because I feel like we underplay the interesting things about us. So when someone talks about like ghosts, childhood traumas, just like anything really out there, I'm immediately in. And sometimes then my next step will be like to throw cunt into the conversation because I love watching people's reactions. Some people respond very differently to that word. Yeah, you definitely did not do that when we met. No, I was afraid of you, Jasper. You were too cool. Why?
1: (laughs) I think (laughs) I'm, like, the least cool of any of us. Like, why do people always think I'm intimidating?
2: I knew Jasper for, like, two years. And I thought Jasper was way too cool to be close friends with. So I was so shy.
1: No, I was just like, Allie is very busy. (laughs) I'm going to leave Allie alone. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> We did also meet in a group setting Like playing fucking d and
2: of all things So, Oh no the first time I met Jasper They read my tarot cards oh. And it was like basically Go have sex, sleep around, have fun Yeah
1: it was like You go be a slut, you do it You're at a like really <laughs> changeable point in your life Just go take advantage of that
0: And let me tell you Allie really took that advice <laughs> to heart
2: Oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah she did
0: yeah, I was just scared to knock on her door. You do not know who was going to come out.
2: Mom, if you're listening, this is not true.
0: There was like a rotating. Oh my God, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was so intimidated. I was like, Jasper's so interesting and cool. Like I can never talk to them. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like with my mouth again. Like, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Well, anyway, when I meet people, similarly, I like to know like the weird things that they like. I feel, like, such a dork saying this on this podcast about the show Supernatural, (laughs) but I really want them to tell me about what kind of, like, monsters they like. Like, literally, I want to talk about vampires. Talk to me about vampires. I have so much to say about vampires.
2: Yeah, I feel like myths, legends, and true crime are, like... True crime less cynical for me. But,
1: but yeah, like, really close. Like, I just want to talk about weird shit. And Mm -hmm. also, like people who, like, if you're not afraid to communicate to me that you're really fucking tired and you need to go home, I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna be friends forever. Nice. Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 10, Haunted, the one where Sam gets a quirky sidekick. This episode was written by Rael Tucker and directed by Rachel Talele and originally aired on January 11th, 2006.
0: I was immediately intrigued by this cold open mm-hmm. because we have like a therapy session, which we've never seen before. But also, I was very interested by the gentleman sitting down. So we find out he's one of the quote unquote special children. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, you can make that assumption. But the way that he's dressed like one of the brothers. Yes, yeah. that was something was,
1: I noted yeah. really immediately as well. Even down to like the hair styling is exactly like Sam.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And also, just in the first bit of this episode, it just made the last episode we watched make so much more sense. So I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
2: And the therapist looks so much like he could be the guy's father. So I saw that parallel, too. Like, the therapist and the guy in the first scene in the um cold open look very similar to me. Oh, they
0: yeah. They did look no, similar. I yeah, I wonder if they were trying to go with something for that. Obviously, there were some, like, levels of fatherhood in this episode, mm-hmm. but every single episode has that in Supernatural. Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel
1: like fatherhood is, like, a consistent theme throughout all 15 seasons, yeah. so kind of hard to get away from it, honestly.
2: And I love how this immediately draws on intrigue, gives us a little more information, says he's seeing the demon in his dreams, says he was able to kill a cat. Also, yeah. he says that he's communicating with the mm-hmm. yellow-eyed
0: demon, yes. which we
1: is seen more that. than what's going on with Sam.
2: Yeah. And then immediately basically have the stabbing scene too, so. Yeah, something I really liked
1: about this cold open is the pacing of it. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's a very gradual build and that's reflected in their song choice as well. White Rabbit. Yep, by Jefferson
2: Airplane. White Rabbit.
1: And the thing with that song is that the key moves up a half step multiple Mm -hmm. times in the bit that they used. So it really ramps up the tension as the guy reveals more about himself and the things he's done. But then as it's like night and he's reaching for his car and then he gets killed. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really, really excellent and like because it starts out so calm instead of starting out in this like frantic anticipatory sort of emotion that we're normally in Mm -hmm. with these cold opens because we're expecting something to happen
2: yeah it's it's just like really different from usual
1: and i enjoyed the change of pace
2: and it was really well done it was kind of seamless honestly Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I did find the
1: transition
2: into like that emotional cliffhanger
1: from the previous episode a little clunky. I yeah. agree. But I think that's just gonna happen mm-hmm. when you insert a cold open like that in front of a cliffhanger. So, like like yeah. normally with cliffhangers, the next episode is gonna start right at that same mm-hmm. moment where it left off. But it didn't do that here, so it was a little a little weird.
0: I get why they did it because the show like mm-hmm. every episode has to have some kind of cold open
1: well except for season one episode 22 devil's trap yeah I mean, and season two episode one yeah so mm. they
0: just don't like to deviate too often but i was thinking i'm like what if we started with the cliffhanger we got the information that dean is worried about sam possibly becoming a killer Then we cut to the therapy session where we learn a special child Mm -hmm. is torturing his cat. Like, to me, that would have made more sense narratively. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know.
1: I'm all for nonlinear plot lines and like revelations and stuff. I actually prefer that a lot of the time because you can play more with audience expectations that
2: way. And they do that so much here anyway, Uh with the vision, so it would make sense to start out there and then go to this man. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it was just a matter of finding a rhythm that felt
1: consistent with the rest of the series. It would have really stood out if they did it the other way, so. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's fine. True. What did you think of that scene, Jordan, where Dean reveals his big secret that he's been keeping close to his chest
0: i was excited because um, like we had kind of known uh, that the talk was going to be about obviously we've constantly heard which they even like kind of play on that he needs to protect sam but yeah. then to subvert it and be like if you can't protect him you have to kill him mm. right and i was like wow i hate john that was my immediate <laughs> reaction but right consistency i guess is what that show was aiming for in that case but no i thought it was really well done i was not expecting that Mm -hmm. to be honest
1: i love this interaction because we don't see sam flip out too much Mm -hmm. like he does flip out every now and again but he's just so mad (laughs) he's so mad
2: I think it was really well acted by both of them, too. Yeah. Sometimes it feels a little more stilted at the start of the show, but this one was really well done, and I love when they get in their emotions, and it's kind of that point where, like, no one can fix it. I love seeing that so well represented.
0: Right. Yeah, and also, immediately, Sam makes a reference to going to the dark side, and I'm like, oh, now Sam's making the pop culture references in this episode, and that's a continued theme. Right. Dean doesn't Mm -hmm. make any. I'm like... So it's we know it's going to be a Sam episode.
2: <laughs> I love how you have this test that immediately tells us. Yes. And then I love how after this high emotion scene, like we finally found out what John had been talking about. We see Sam kind of like rebel and go on his own. And this is something we're definitely not familiar with. And I love how the buildup wasn't just this is revealed and then they keep driving together. Because that seems like impractical. So I love that it did cause something to change. Yeah.
1: yeah, my first thought in this scene is to think of episode 11, season one, Scarecrow. And that was the last time they had a big yeah. fight and Sam stormed off. And it was similarly about what they should do next.
0: Mm.
1: And that was the reason why the Sam left. Like, in this Mm -hmm. instance, Dean is like, we should lay low. Who cares about the job? I want to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So let's just, like, fuck off. And in Scarecrow, he had been like, we're supposed to be hunting. We need to go do the thing. And... Sam wanted to deviate yeah, from that. Yeah, So it's an well. interesting, mm-hmm, interesting reversal there. Mm-hmm. I also
0: like that having this episode after Roanoke sets up such, like, immediate high emotional stakes. After yeah. Croatoan. Oh, yeah, after, sorry, the Roanoke episode. Because it all, like, kind of comes together, too. Because, like, mm-hmm. even though this isn't a Dean episode, we kind of get to see where Dean was coming from this mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah,
1: retrospectively, it makes Croatoan make a lot more sense. Yeah. Because you know that the whole time that was going on, he was thinking, I'm going to have to kill sam yeah Yeah, and
0: then literally gets faced with that decision prematurely right 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 right.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and it does i think make you reconsider all of the episodes in between there too like brooding about this the entire time like him thinking about like concepts of you know what separates monster from people Mm -hmm. like thinking about children shouldn't play with dead things which was episode four you know she was a person at mm-hmm. the end of it and she was like please no i'm still in here yeah i can't imagine no. having to have that hanging over my head it was, I, it
2: was like a fucking mm-hmm. damocles sword going on just fucking sucks I think this is something Supernatural does well starting in this season too, is where sometimes they reveal things later on that makes us reconsider a character's actions and thoughts, and I just love seeing it in the start of this kind of technique because I love whenever any type of show or book does that. I think we're kind of too static in how we perceive people sometimes, so I love that we don't find out and then that puts everything else that Dean has done and acted into perspective.
0: Absolutely. So after this is when Sam gets to the roadhouse, correct?
1: Well, first, uh, we see him leave, and yeah. it's not super clear in the next part what is the vision mm-hmm. that Eva yes. has and what is real. Personally, I think the vision starts when he is looking at the piece of stationery. Yes. Uh-huh. With the 5637 on it. But we do see him leave. First and see him get blowed up.
0: Oh, and we get the blood splatter on the camera yeah. and on the shoe. And on the shoe, I was like, "Wow, we're not getting violence against women. We're literally getting violence against one of our main characters in a gratuitous mm-hmm. way." Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: in the cold open, no violence against women. They yeah. were like, "We're gonna gut a man." What the fuck?
0: Especially like um, being killed in a parking lot is like a traditional way to yeah. kill a woman in horror. Yeah, so. at, at
1: night trying to get mm-hmm. into
0: the car. Yep. See, so, yeah, I was very happy about that
2: me too yeah fuck man yeah especially because
0: (laughs) when we find out about ava later like those two characters i would not have been surprised if they had been changed and we had gotten like a man
2: right exactly the whole time i was like okay when's ava going to get stabbed please don't (laughs) did you forget that she didn't get stabbed even though I've seen this multiple times, just having seen them do such atrocious things to women, I'm, like, just waiting for it. Right.
0: Same. Yeah, we've literally been trained by this show.
2: And we see a woman with, like, a stable partner, which is right. something we don't see. So seeing her wake up with the fiancé, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we didn't have that. Right, right, right. But after that, yes, he does go to the roadhouse. Mm-hmm.
0: We get here and, of course, they immediately let you know that Joe has gotten a kind of a tiff with Alan and mm-hmm. has left. Yeah. It kind of seems like Ellen has gone through some personal growth.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is nice.
1: Yeah. Especially after her fucking horrible interactions in episode six, No Exit. Like, she seems to have reverted back to this sort of maternal yeah. kind of mm-hmm. role again. Like... She specifically asks what's going on between you boys, which mm-hmm. is very familiar mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, concerned.
2: And I love that um, Sam runs into her because she's kind of in Dean's position right, during exactly. this. So I think that does a good job of kind of at least letting Sam understand some of the other side, but just paralleling the kind of breaking down of families in this difficult time.
0: Oof. Yeah. What I will say is during her talk about forgiveness and how she's forgiven, John, and I was like, well, that's good for you, but I haven't.
2: Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Like, who the fuck cares? It's right. John.
1: Right. I mean, I will say forgiving people who have done you wrong mm-hmm. is good for you. Because then you're not spending energy hating that person. Especially but, like, someone who's dead. Right. But, like, for me, John will forever be that fucking bitch who was an asshole to my friend, you know? Like, everybody knows mm-hmm. that person. Like, their friend has, like, forgiven their horrible ex who cheated on them or something. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. their abusive parent, In like, in this case. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, I've just moved on. But you're their friend, so you're going to hate them forever. Yeah, absolutely. That's-
2: and to me, I'm like, ugh, can we get less john centered like i think this would be more effective if she was like i recognize you and your brother are not a product of him or your individuals well she sort of did
1: she said that it wasn't their fault
2: yeah first before she moved on and said that it wasn't but I'm like, just cut the John part out. We don't need him as a main character. He's in the show like 12 times so far, maybe 10, 12 glimpses of John. And Ugh. yet he is present constantly. The ghost of John haunts us forever. Uh, forever. <laughs> the ghost of John past, present, and future. <laughs>
0: uh, but once after this conversation, we get Ash. I'm so excited to see Ash. What a sweetie.
2: I
1: hate that his like cut off flannel vest shirt thing looks like he literally just cut it in the back room (laughs) and then walked out. (laughs) It looks so fresh i love it
0: yeah he was like oh sammy boy's here gotta get a nice little cut going
1: he's such a fucking weirdo i think what they're trying to say from him like drinking other people's unfinished pints is that he's an alcoholic but to Mm. me it just comes off as fucking weird yeah (laughs) i'm just like what the hell every time they show that
0: my only fear is i'm like ash please don't have an expiration date i'm gonna be so sad
2: we love ash we do
0: So Ash comes out and delivers the information about the special children and has, like, four names.
2: I love
1: that after all of this hype about this, like, pattern with, like, the moms, Mm -hmm. he's like, there's literally just four of you that fit this, (laughs) by the way.
0: Yeah, and, like, we've already met two, including Sam, and then, like, oh, one's dead.
1: Yeah, the only one left just died, by the way.
0: And I had, like, a thought. I'm like, what about when they fought the yellow-eyed demon- Was it in season one or season two when he was trying to make new children?
1: Yeah, in season one.
0: I'm like, are they not looking for those patterns on like that day? Were there other new children? I don't know. It just feels like an oversight, but maybe it'll come back. I'm
1: I'm not the genius redneck. What do I know? (laughs) I love when Sam is leaving and Ellen is like, well, I'm going to have to tell Dean where you are. And he's just like, "Ugh." Dean can't protect me from finding out (laughs) about my identity,
2: Ellen. Oh, goodness. It's so hammy to me, but I
1: also love it.
2: It feels to me like the emotions when you're in middle school and you're like i know i'm being ridiculous but i'm going to continue being ridiculous because i feel this way right i think for me it's not necessarily something
1: you have to do by yourself yeah Yeah. and i i think like most of that decision making is just him being mad at dean Mm -hmm. from keeping a secret which like also fair yeah no absolutely fair absolutely I would be fucking pissed in his shoes. Like, holy shit.
0: So I love when they split the party. So I was yes. really excited. No
2: don't split the party it's <laughs> always a bad idea <laughs> and i'm pretty sure when sam's leaving the roadhouse they're playing muse in the background were they i'm almost positive positive. and i totally can see sam going through his sad boy face here and <laughs> just listening to muse i on guess blast. this would have
0: been like right after knights of Sidonia came mm-hmm. out so that makes Oh my sense. god
2: would it have been
0: i think so yeah. I, I don't thought.
2: know was that album was
1: that that late 2006 oh oh wow jesus so yeah maybe mm-hmm
0: so yeah sam went and bought the new muse album and was jamming out in his car ride
1: mm-hmm. oh my god i think at some point i don't know what year but jared padalecki did say that like sam would listen to sad boy music i think he specifically mentioned death cab for cutie oh my god so, like Thank
2: goodness oh It's true. He's correct. Do I still listen to that sad boy music? Yes. At least once a month. Wow. To be fair, though, I occasionally do, too. I'm a cancer rising. Don't at me.
1: (laughs) Okay, I won't.
2: (laughs) And then Sam goes to see the father of the other special child who had died.
1: Yeah, fun fact. Mm -hmm. That actor...
2: He looks familiar. He does look
1: familiar. That is because... His name is Tom McBeath, and he was both in Stargate (laughs) SG-1 as Harry Mayborn. Who was Harry? Mayborn was a guy who got up in their their grill a bunch and (gasps) messed up stuff and there was shit with the Russians and whatever. He was a dick. (laughs) Yes, he was. But he was also in Riverdale as Smithers.
0: Oh, goodness. I'm glad he's still. Who
1: was uh, Veronica's butler, so... Get your money, guy. You
0: saw they're doing it.
1: Oh, my
2: gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to bitch slap him. Mayborn? Yes. Yeah. He's annoying. I was a Stargate nerd. I went to a convention in fifth grade. Oh, my God. A convention. I, I met Daniel Jackson in Tealc. Like, I was huge. Wait, shut up. Do you have a picture? I did. Yeah, (gasps) I lost it. Do you still? Oh, no, you lost Uh it. But sorry, as soon as you say Stargate, I'm in. (laughs) Sorry, Teal'c is my fave. He is even funnier in
1: life. I fucking love (laughs) Teal'c. Fucking iconic. Yes. I love when they go to Earth, and his Earth disguise is putting on a weird hat. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's my favorite fucking thing ever. Him and O'Neal are boyfriends, by the way. No. Mm. They are Watch those episodes where they're just hanging out on earth They're boyfriends I I was a child
2: I cannot comment
1: I'm just saying
2: I've watched this I recently I him and the woman because I've always been in love with that actress uh, The but comp t- pet got ya So you're
0: just using Teal t- as a stand in for yourself
2: Yeah I've always been in love Well no I'm using both O'Neil. of them O'Neal and um, what's her name Carter because I Amanda had tapping. weird crushes on both of them, and this also explains a lot. Oh, so you just want
0: to be in a sandwich. I
2: see. <laughs> yeah,
1: Ali is like, let me in your relationship.
0: Ali is really horny today. She was talking all about toe sucking before this started, so I'm going to apologize for her.
2: <laughs> Jordan was talking about this and pushing it on me. It's okay, Ollie. We accept you. Yeah. I don't. I don't like this. No. (laughs) But anyway.
0: Yeah, he's talking to his father, doing his usual asking questions and asked to see his room.
1: It's a lot gentler and smoother when it's just Sam. Yes. Good for you, Sam. Because this is so similar to that scene and children shouldn't play with dead things where they <laughs> pretend to be a friend of the deceased. Oh my gosh. And we all remember
2: how that went. Yeah. Oh
0: goodness.
2: I also think they do a good job of portraying that this is a guy who doesn't have connections or like people who understand what he's going through. So he very much is self-isolating. There is implied depression and mental illness. I think they did a really good job of kind of showing just briefly what that situation would force on you like what would have happened to sam if he didn't have people who understood right once again emphasizing that it's his
1: experience having dean to lean on all the time yes and to support him that separates him from the other special children
0: exactly
1: yeah and prevents him from going down this other
0: path it's like the buffy faith paradox
1: (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: Gosh, we we had this pause, like looking, like I was standing <laughs> in front of the TV. We were looking at those books for oh any my like secret we messages. Like, mm-hmm. We were like,
1: "What does the book selection on his shelf mean about his character?" <laughs> Which Stephen King book is that actually?
0: That's what this show is doing to us.
2: <laughs> I was like to the point where I was like, "Could we look up early two thousands dust jackets?" Oh and then I'm like, God. "This is not worth." No. <laughs> One of my favorite things is having a really weird fucking thing hidden just beyond like they're looking through the room and then you move the clothes in the closet and it's like what the actual fuck like this is alarming Right. I wonder if
1: his dad had seen that. (gasps) That's my first thought. Like, does your daddy know you're making weird magazine collages on the wall of your closet?
0: (laughs) That must be that there pop art they were talking about.
1: (laughs) I love Andy Warhol. (laughs) I don't. I hate. I really don't like Andy Warhol. Yeah, Yeah, me neither. I do
2: love that collage, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, like, so freaky. It's
0: very jarring. Yeah,
2: It is, Yeah. yeah. I've worked in like mental health places too and it feels like the level of weird that could totally be something someone experiencing a psychotic break would do or something that would validly be like an actual thing like we know this kid is not quote unquote crazy like we know he's actually speaking to this demon so I I love how it's not too far and it's like just enough of a thing to freak you out.
0: So the next scene, we get a little jump scare because this is when Sam is going to enter his hotel room, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. They're like setting you up to
2: think he's being followed. But then it's just little Ava. Little Ava. I do want to talk about the hotel real quick. Go for it. Because Lou Rose is often represent mystery. And it really does feel like they come together in this partnership that's all about solving this mystery together. And it's a really cute little duo. Like Ava is such a queen.
1: I love her she's so cute um that actress by the way is Catherine Isabel is that really her last name well whatever she played Ginger in Ginger Snaps and she was also Margot Verger in Hannibal and she's Vera Stone in The Order I just found that out today and can't get over it she has only gotten hotter
0: Oh absolutely Yes Because if you watch Ginger Snaps She's obviously younger She looks uh-huh. kind of awkward in that movie mm. And I love right. that movie But um, no she is a smoke show now That's why I didn't
2: recognize her I think she's they She's got a lot of baby fat in this still mm. Yeah Yeah and the haircut they had her in Makes her look very cute While in the order She's like fucking gorgeous Oh yeah
1: like the sleek straight black well, yeah to look
0: tall and powerful yes. in the order as well it works yeah <laughs> but i really love when this show shows in general will take actors or actresses from the genre because mm-hmm. like she's a genre actor so like right it's fun
1: right yeah like the other things i've listed hannibal and the order mm-hmm. and ginger snaps they're all within that horror sci-fi
2: realm yeah
0: exactly
2: kind of campy fun yeah
0: right gosh i just love her yeah and they have a really good chemistry together too yeah
2: they absolutely
1: do Mm -hmm. i think there's something about her like sort of frazzled high-pitched squawking that really meets sam's like no no it's chill we're just (laughs) both psychic like for whatever reason it just feels Very correct
0: Well we've also seen the boys in her position Multiple times too right? Which is so fun to now see someone do it to them
2: And that's what we've talked about a lot Is when we see the boys Act and stuff um, We know they're professionals but we like ask ourselves like are they really but we get her doing these things and she's so bad at them right so it does lend more credibility to how the boys act but it's also so fun just to see this like bubbly actress throw herself into it yeah
1: And it's interesting to look at in comparison to, like, episode seven, The Usual Suspects, where they were dealing Mm -hmm. with the detective, too. Yeah. And that's someone who is a professional who gets to see from her perspective looking Mm -hmm. into what they're doing in a similar way. But it still sort of has that same feel, like, in terms of how uh, Sam's professionalism comes Mm -hmm. off. In the motel, that was, like... Mm-hmm. A crazy ass motel Can I just say There was like a fucking yeah. China cupboard yeah. And like a picture On there There were like Those um, blue and white Porcelain Display plates mm-hmm. Going on I was like why
0: They haven't had a single Standard looking hotel Or motel In mm-hmm. this whole ass show I feel like they rent Out motels To shoot in And they come in And they're like This is all wrong grab the moose head
2: (laughs) i mean that's not it at all but i love that theory (laughs) to Um, me every single one of them looks like a motel that peaked 20 years ago and was really cool 20 years ago and now is just really fucking weird but i love that vibe
1: no i love the vibe too and it sets them up to be able to do whatever they want visually and you know not have us think twice about it I thought it was really interesting to go from the scene with the yellow eye collage in the Mm -hmm. closet to inside of this motel where there's the circular blue shapes all Mm -hmm. over the wall. I don't know if that was like an intentional thing, but I was like
2: thinking about eyes still when I looked at it.
0: Because both Sam and Ava have green eyes. Yeah.
2: Mm. I did like the yellow sign outside in the first time, like we see Ava, like before she comes into the scene. Yellow not when it's the demon eyes that's creepy but yellow represents friendship and i think it's fun having her come from that and then putting them in that mystery like more emotional setting
1: yeah i think they definitely were playing with light there Mm -hmm. because all
2: of the outside lights of the motel
1: were that yellow and after having seen the yellow eyes In the closet, we're thinking about the demons still, but then they're illuminating Ava, and -hmm. she's just this sweet little thing. And
0: it also, the yellow then could also illuminate, possibly foreshadowing the ending of the episode as well.
2: True. Because
0: she's being bathed in it.
2: True. And then it takes the blue, and I just want to talk about it here because color, and it turns it to very grayscale when they're dealing with Gordon later on. And I thought this was actually a good use. And I think, especially with the colors representing other things, I think the grayscale could be representative of how they're all in a morally gray area where there is no like clear right or wrong. So I thought that was a good transition to then use gray for the later part of the episode.
1: Right. No, I totally agree. And blue was a color motif throughout the whole episode too. It wasn't just the motel. Ava's wearing blue. Her jewelry is blue her car is blue Mm -hmm. the interior paint in her house is blue gordon is wearing blue dean is in dark wash denim
2: like Mm -hmm. it's the whole
1: episode and even in the cold open we get a very long shot of the psychiatrist through the blue light Mm -hmm. of the fish tank and i'm just like blue 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 everything's blue it's a sad boy episode yeah, it, I mean, it is, it can be associated mm-hmm. with, like, sadness, but it also can be associated with, like, intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, loyalty is mm-hmm. another one. Faith also. And wisdom mm-hmm. is the other big one. And I, I can see all of those things yeah. going on in this episode.
0: So it's kind of funny because the next scene is when we got the phone call where Dean is calling Ellen. And we're I like, love this scene. Me yeah. too. It's such a good scene, especially because like we were talking about, like oh growth, and then she's like, even though going to rescue Joe mm-hmm. is what hurt her relationship with Joe, she still thinks like Dean is in the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing the same.
2: And I love how she sets us up to be like, oh come on, just give the info, and then she's like, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
1: right right (laughs) like she was saying like oh well you know i said i wasn't going to but here Mm -hmm. you go Mm -hmm. i love this especially because it really hammers home that mirroring of ellen and dean in a parental role Mm -hmm. and i'm once again going to say dean is the mother and the father (laughs) always always and Ellen
0: um, recognizes that, obviously.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she clearly understands exactly what's going on with him. I love when the characters can see the commonalities between mm-hmm. each other and it's not just the audience pointing things
0: out. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And then we get the really fun scene of them deciding that Ava's going to go and act oh right and uh, pretend to be a new patient so that sam can steal the files right another moment of sam's window acrobatics
1: <laughs> with a broken arm see yes. yeah. so he, d- he did this in episode seven the
2: usual suspects as well and i'm just like what the fuck sam is just curious george genuinely he's swinging from things he's just that kind of like attitude oh. too i don't know oh i do and Dean's the one that kind of has to watch over like the man in the yellow hat. I don't like this.
0: <laughs> curious Sam, the curious little brother.
1: <laughs> I love that Ava's whole reaction to this is like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Like, whereas earlier she was like, I'm a secretary from Peoria. I'm not part of anything. And now she's like, oh man, this is great.
0: I wonder what about Ava made the writer really decide, like, this is the female character we're going to inject personality into. Mm. Because, like, she was given a plenty.
2: I think it's just because she's one of the special children. And I think it's one of the few times they don't sexualize a woman so much. Um, they
0: try to.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think the only thing that keeps that from happening is the fact that they're like, oh, well, she's engaged.
2: Yes. But I think they do do some things, but in comparison to the other women in the show, she's one that's not sexualized. And I also hate the stereotype that, like, sexualized women can't also have personalities. Yeah. But no, the show absolutely. definitely falls into that trap in the beginning.
1: Right. Right. I'm wondering if here, do we maybe want to talk about the end of the episode, since it mostly concerns Ava and not Gordon, and then Mm. move on to the parts that are more about Gordon? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, okay, great. Just briefly, not that this is, like, super important, but I have to talk about Ava's
2: outfit. Yeah. We have to discuss the fashion.
0: Oh, absolutely!
2: You mean those low-rise flare jeans? Oh my God,
1: the low-rise flare jeans with the white contrast mm. stitching on the butt, and also like she had those chunky tan heels going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I bet they were Mud Brand.
0: I just was oh. like, she looks like she's dressed from Old Navy, <laughs> but she she picks the best things from True. Old Navy,
2: right? Absolutely, yeah. I love the lace tank top, V-neck shirt tight-fitting blazer and then necklaces like the layering then the layering was off the chain i think she
0: was missing was that giant stretchy belt that you would put over the oh my god
1: (laughs) true oh my god yeah Hey, no, she, but I yeah. love I loved the cami, the innerwear's mm-hmm. outerwear. I'm always gonna have a soft spot for. Mm-hmm. And with the with the short blazer because it was cut so short, yeah, like, like did not go all the way down to the hip. It had like a princess sleeve mm-hmm. going on on it. I just thought, you know, she's so cute. Of course, she would wear like a fucking princess sleeve. You yeah. know, yeah.
0: I was really shocked that they didn't do that thing that the show likes to do. And, like, when she's helping Sam out, they didn't put her in, like, a little leather jacket. Right. they (laughs) love doing that. That's true.
1: (laughs) What did we make of that scene where they go into Ava's home?
0: I was a little saddened just because I was like, you're finally going to give us, like, a nice woman. Mm -hmm. I like a well-written woman who has, like, tons of personality. She has, like, her own will. She does what she wants to do. She has her own mission, and Mm -hmm. then it turns out that, like, it was, like, when we were talking about the yellow lighting, that's kind of, like, how I read into it when Mm. she was bathed in yellow when we first saw her. I was like, oh, I wonder if she's, like, already kind of succumbed Mm. to the yellow-eyed demon. That's interesting. And to be fair, I have not seen past this, so they might subvert this. She may not actually end up being the murderer. It was cool, but at the same time, it was a little sad. I was like, oh, so if they're not the victim, they have to be the villain. That's, like, the only two modes women get in the show. (laughs) But it was a cool scene Mm -hmm. in general, though.
2: I see your thoughts, and I understand, like, the trouble with how they portray women. I did really like this twist, because we got to know Ava and we got to see her as such like a positive person that's kind of like how did on the drive home she change and that question of like could Sam then change like this as well and like what does that mean for these children like are they destined and just leaving that so up in the air of are they destined to be terrible or are they kind of destined to be victims And after getting to know her, I thought was really effective and really leaves us like, what the fuck is going to happen to Sam? Right. Especially because they don't actually tell you what's happened to Ava.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you don't really have a sense of what Sam or Dean think has happened to Ava. They just seem like, well, there was at least a demon here and she left
2: behind her engagement ring. I would say we get a hint of what Sam and Dean both think because of the products they find. And Dean's right. the one who finds the sulfur. So I would say with him, he's more likely to think that it's a demon that caused this. But with Sam, he finds the bloody ring. So Sam's the one that's more likely to question whether he's then meant to become the violent one. Hmm.
1: I also like that this whole situation with Ava is sort of like a flash of the kind of future or the kind of life that Mm -hmm. Sam could have had or wanted to have, you know, with like the fiance, Mm -hmm. the very domestic scene that we're introduced to her in where she's like sharing a sleeping space. And then, you know, the aftermath of of this where there was demon interference and then Mm -hmm. the relationship partner is dead and the future of like marriage and family is sort of dashed as we see by the ring left
2: behind. Yeah, because she was almost like what Sam hoped to be, but also what Sam fears to be. And I just love that duality. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, they literally even had the exact same power.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true for the first time.
0: Mm. I'm just like, poor Andy better be okay. (laughs) Don't go go kill anyone, Andy. You're doing so good. Our
1: little sweetie pie. Mm -hmm. I hope you're having massive bong rips, my guy. I hope Andy
2: and Ava end up together.
0: I don't know. Now I'm scared. Ava just butchered like, her husband. Like Did
2: in, she? A, in a relationship? Maybe. I don't even care if they date. Like, I just want them to be, like, buddies and go places together. Because they seem like Ava's such a sweet energy, and then Andy's such goofy energy. I feel like it would be such a fun Ava's duo. She's kind of
0: goofy, too, though.
2: Yeah, I think mm. it would be a blast. She gives me, like, slightly
1: unhinged energy, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But, alright, since we've totally gone through all of that ava stuff let's backtrack and talk about gordon gordon so gordon shows up just as dean has found sam and we're reminded of gordon's presence by him trying to assassinate (laughs) sam and ava through the motel window from across the street
0: yeah
2: destroying that beautiful glass hmm I did love this is a time where, like, Dean gets to look and announce Sam and be happy for him. And then it is more of a shock when there's suddenly bullets flying through it of, like, who else is looking on. Right. True.
0: Yeah. The whole Dean being happy for Sam, too. I'm like, what, what is with this theme of people, like, mistaking Sam trying to, like, have sex with someone?
1: Oh, right. Yeah. yeah
0: I'm, like, curious to see how that theme kind of keeps up. They always the- think Sam's fucking...
1: Yeah, I remember in episode 16, Shadow, in season one, there was that lady who was, like, insisting that he was being a peeping Tom. Yeah! yeah. And, like, man, Dean is always super invested in Sam's sex life. It's just mm-hmm. really
0: Which we see really wacky. a lot in this episode. But, yeah, in the very beginning of the episode, I was not expecting it to be Gordon. That mm-hmm. was going around Kelly. Mm-hmm. When the shots started going through, I was like... Are we getting a reoccurring character here mm. But yeah,
1: I never can tell if you have Like paid attention to like the credits In the mm. beginning
0: oh I never do
1: Okay yeah because <laughs> y- You would have seen Sterling K. Brown And you Cresting. would have
2: known
0: Now I know to purposefully ignore them
2: oh my gosh when we think sam's gonna be shot because he's like looking up from the table dean goes up there and kicks gordon and it really looks from the position like dean is about to kick him off the fucking building (laughs) 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 i just (laughs) i was like even though i've seen this so many times like my breath catches because he gives him a big kick (laughs) yeah he does he does
0: I feel like anytime time they have any combat scene with Gordon, they always, like, beat the snot out of Gordon, and then Gordon, like, <laughs> one-punch-mans them.
1: Yeah, he's just, like, biding his time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so
0: funny. But it's consistent. I like consistency.
1: Right, right, right. What do you think he was gonna say to Dean right then? Because he's like,
2: Dean, wait.
0: <laughs> Did you know your brother was little Hitler?
2: the one where sam is hitler. Oh
1: no. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
0: the weirdest spin-off of little nikki. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he's basically going to say what he says later where he's like this isn't personal. I'm not a killer dean, which we've gotten that rhetoric before, but then he goes on to say like I'm a hunter and your brother is fair game. Oh well. Thanks for writing that down, Allie. I just the whole time jotted down what Gordon says because he has some like wild lines. Everything that comes out of his mouth is like a line, like yes. capital L. He's very efficient in his his speaking and we get a lot from him too like we get a lot of understanding of how other people see sam and what Mm -hmm. the special children might become he says demons have soldiers to fight for them in war they're psychic so they're not full humans and then we also get the other exposition of you got your roadhouse connections i've got mine Bum, bum,
0: bum.
2: <laughs> like, I feel like maybe it's like from all the English classes I've taken, but in the background, after he says something, I hear like snaps after each <laughs> line.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he ends up ferrying Dean away, and then we get Ava and. Oh,
1: that's so fun on the roof. Yeah. Oh my roof. gosh.
2: Who are you? Who are
0: you? I just watch a lot of TJ Hooker. See, I guess, like, uh, Sam, main character energy, he gets all of the, like, pop culture references in this Mm -hmm. episode. Uh
1: Uh-huh. It's so cute. I feel like he's, like, so awkward, like, Mm -hmm. on top of that roof. I'm not totally sure why he doesn't just go ahead and, like, tell her. Yeah. what's going on because he's already sort of been like uh well i have death premonitions and by the way there's this yellow eyed demon
2: it seems like the first person you would tell is the other psychic going through the same yeah, thing but it is
1: kind of it's funny to watch him muddle through yeah. trying to not exactly tell her everything just like oh i watch a lot of this old detective show and like oh yeah like We have secret codes for each other Because that's just normal
0: Yeah Long story I kind of (laughs) wonder a little bit if it's an urgency thing too If Mm. like maybe he's just like I have to rescue Dean I don't have time to explain to someone my whole world
1: Right I, I interpreted it mostly as Like we had mentioned earlier Ava's kind of like this projection of a future he mm. had wanted yeah. and there might be like impetus to mm-hmm. shield her from that oh
0: absolutely
2: that's a good point and i thought of it that way but i think jordan the one part that connects with that would be that this is the first time there. he's like insistent on catching up later and the phone call. And I know that's True. so we can find the fiancé, but it also feels like maybe when he has time, he could go into it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think he is genuinely trying to mm-hmm. make connection with yeah. people. Mm-hmm. That's something that Sam specifically has mentioned as being important in his life. Uh, I remember in season one, episode mm-hmm. six, Skin, he specifically talks about trying to stay in touch with his college friends. And we know mm-hmm. at this point he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah but yeah. you know i think he deliberately reaches out to people mm-hmm. yeah, much more sure. than dean does
2: but this is the first time like with andy he didn't say
1: true, true 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 so
2: i feel like that leads into the potential of maybe he would have
1: right if he had known yeah yeah if he had known about what their dad
2: said mm-hmm. one line i just have to get out of the way when dean says that Sam even feels guilty for watching porn. Uh huh. All I can imagine is Dean dressing up as a priest and being in the other side of the confessional booth while Sammy goes and confesses. And this is how Dean knows that. And it totally feels like hijinks shit that Dean would pull against his brother.
0: Seems like a really weird fanfic.
2: <laughs> but
1: I wanted like, so badly. Like in their, in their teen years when their dad dumps them to stay with father pastor jim slim
2: <laughs> yes jim perfect slim. timing and now he knows the only thing incredible that, like,
0: uh, really stood up to me about that line was he said that and then later he's like we can go to Am- amsterdam where are like i hear they don't serve coffee i'm like your brother is too embarrassed to look at porn you think he's gonna <laughs> go like purchase time with sex workers in amsterdam
2: okay but those are the best people to go with and watch them be uncomfortable
0: Allie knows from personal experience That's where she goes to suck
2: toes. (laughs) 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 I've definitely been to a strip club with like really awkward friends and just the entire time watched those friends. I thought they were referring to like coffee shops as in where you go to buy weed. Oh I was thinking alcohol. We're all thinking different but I thought also Amsterdam Amsterdam coffee shops that's like that's like a
0: weed thing. Oh. Yeah, you're probably correct. I, yeah. yeah, I
2: thought they were making another Stoner
0: Dean joke there. Oh. And I'm like, he's trying to get Sam fucked. But he always is. <laughs> he always is, is. That's true. I
1: mean, that's
0: you're not, not even wrong. reading between the lines.
2: That's usually reading the lines. Yeah, that's just the lines.
0: Because th- this would be Dean. He would go and he would like really pressure yeah. Sam into buying Dime with a woman. And then when it's Dean's turn, he'd be like, oh no, I'm good. Like, that's how I would see this interaction going.
2: I love that. No, I don't. (laughs) Anyway, though. Could Gordon have chosen, like, a place that's not fucking falling apart? No. I just... They're, they're like, in a city for the rest of this. And this is the most, like, ramshackle, abandoned for ten years place.
1: I think he was trying to isolate sam mm. from any other people like not in like a conniving like mm-hmm. you won't be able to get help way but to like protect other people from sam and then mm-hmm. on top of that if he knew he was going to be using explosives yeah that was my thought of course it needed to be in the middle of nowhere a good
2: point Complete withdrawn <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i do like this i mean it's not the first time we've got it but it's still rare but i I like when Dean is the damsel. Me too. It becomes more and more frequent.
2: When Ben and I joke about a supernatural drinking game, one of them is when Dean's the damsel. Because you think it'll be Sam, but it's always fucking Dean. I almost made a joke while we were watching that episode about take your shot now. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I love this conversation they have. And, like, the change in the tone of it over time, Mm. or in in Dean's tone in the conversation. Like, he goes from being very cocky and, Mm. like, you know, putting up this front of, like, oh, you know, everything's going to be fine. Like, you're not going to be able to trick Sam, blah, blah, blah. And just, like, the longer the conversation goes on, Mm -hmm. the more terrified he is.
0: Yeah, Gordon's very intense he is intense yeah
1: i think his calmness here is much more scary than his aggression in episode three bloodlust yeah yeah
0: i think gordon is a really good foil to dean
2: yes i do too
0: and especially not only is he a foil but he also parallels his father Mm -hmm. Mm. Which they're a little more, like, off the cuff in in this episode. Because Gordon inadvertently brings up the conversation without realizing.
2: Well, Gordon purposely brings up their father. He says, like, your dad would do this. Are you not the man he is? Oh, I love that moment. Because, like, Mm -hmm. Dean is just so fucking pissed yeah
1: and like it's not clear if he's pissed because he's like no of course not or like how dare you bring up my dad or like any of the other stuff but for me that moment it just feels like no he's not his Mm -hmm. dad that's the whole
0: yeah that's the Mm -hmm. whole
1: point is that he's better than John
0: yes
2: yeah and I I really like the metaphor and I know I'm reading too much into this But when Gordon is setting up these traps with the explosives, he is literally setting up a line for Sam to cross. And so it really feels and brings up the question, like, are these people really monsters or are, like, we making them cross that line?
1: Right, right, right.
2: Are we turning them into something more? And, like, would they be this on their own? Which is a question that doesn't have an answer, at least for a very long time in this. Right, right yeah no
1: i don't think you're reading too much into Mm -hmm. it i think that's exactly what happens and then Mm -hmm. as a less literal line to Mm -hmm. cross sam decides twice in a row not to kill gordon true yes yeah
0: and we also know that he went in fully expecting not to kill gordon yes right a a plan
2: plan. right right exactly about their rough and tumble fight though what about the fight (sighs) I really want the home renovation show where when they're doing the tear out, all they do is to have two men who need to get their aggression out, (laughs) go in and just fight each other because like he flies through one of the walls. I love that. That would be such a good version of a home renovation show. (laughs) I love that.
1: I would never watch
2: more than one episode,
1: but I would be really into the one episode that I watched. (laughs)
0: Sam did good, though. He did it all without Mm -hmm. shoes. And Gordon's a tough fighter.
2: Yeah. Gordon is, like, fucking rough, too. He doesn't hold anything back. No.
1: I wanted to shout out a really great shot Mm -hmm. during all of this. So Gordon has been talking about this stuff with Sam and how like, oh, hell, hell is Sam's destiny and blah, 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 all this crap and commiserating with him. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, which he does because he killed his sister. And he says, it'll be quick. Like, don't worry, it'll mm-hmm. be quick. And then instead of really showing Dean's face, his full reaction, we get this profile shot where his face is completely in shadow. Mm. And I just, I found that to be so emotionally impactful. Yeah, It's, like, obviously different from having, like, the sort of silent mm-hmm. exits that they sometimes mm. have to the episodes. But I don't know. There's, there's a sort of... Um, Why am I trying to say, like, a visual silence? Like, it's literally blacked out.
0: Yeah, it kind of, like, leaves you to make your own assumption Mm -hmm. of how Dean would react if he actually did have to kill Sam. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like that these types of impactful moments don't always have to be in the cold open or in the Mm -hmm. final two seconds of the episode. It is nice to have it. While close to the end. Yeah. still.
2: And especially after the last episode where there were so many of those choppy moments right. in the fight scene. Like, I like that this gave you a visual break. I do, and I'm sure you too do as well, have issues with Sam's choice. Right. Because this feels like, yeah, it's not killing him, but it brings up what is the question of justice. Because he thinks it's more just to have this man arrested by police. Which and
1: incarcerated.
2: And Yeah, and our incarceration system and having specifically a black man arrested by police and a swarm of police is problematic. And it really brought in the question to me, not just in this episode, but kind of in the world, like, I think justice naturally in the eyes of the privileged is going to be problematic unless the people who are privileged look at the reality, because maybe if Sam were in that situation... It would be a very different situation than gordon being in it and i'm hoping sam doesn't know it would be different and just assumes that it would be like the same if he were in that situation right
1: i think that's the case yeah i think you know for a lot of shit written by white people. Mm-hmm. And of course, I don't know the race of the director or writer of this yeah. episode. I haven't looked into that, so I don't know. But I know the writer's room is primarily mm. white and the production is primarily white. You know, I think there is a certain amount of ignorance that a lot Mm -hmm. of white people have of the reality of what interactions with police actually look like Mm -hmm. when you are not a white person. So I think that it's not just that Sam maybe doesn't understand that this situation actually is as lethal as just (laughs) shooting Gordon in the face. It's also the people in charge of Making this Mm -hmm. show It
0: was like a very calm (laughs) (laughs) Arrest
1: Yeah, Especially since Gordon's running around Guns blazing literally And then they find all the unregistered Weapons in his car I can tell you what And I'm glad they didn't do this Yeah, In real Mm -hmm. life he just would have been Killed immediately And uh, you know How is that any better Mm -hmm. first off And second off I do want to reiterate I'm really glad that they didn't show that
0: See, that was kind of my thought, because I I do get what you're saying, and I agree, but like, what do you do? Like, how do you solve? Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I think if it were me, Mm -hmm. I would probably try and find some kind of deus ex machina (laughs) solution, but I still don't like that.
2: Or plant something on a semen of a crime. Worse comes to worse. Like, frame him. Don't put him in that situation where you don't know what's going to happen Yeah,
0: I don't know something that did put a bad taste in my mouth to have Mm -hmm. him like literally running around shooting being like violent and then having like the police run up on him it was just yeah that's
2: that's what I'm talking about like and I think this unintentionally brings up a lot of the same morality questions where like Gordon set Sam up for failure but at the same time Sam is now setting Gordon up for failure too for um, the rest
1: of his life,
2: yeah, and to be labeled and put into this system. So I think unintentionally it does bring up a lot about like whether this is the moral choice for Sammy. Well, especially
0: since like talking about justice, they're like mm-hmm. they don't want to kill him, but then Dean is like, ah, oh, he's gonna have a lot of fun dropping the soap over <sighs> and over again. Yeah,
1: like, cause they have to make a fucking rape joke. Yeah,
2: and like with Dean's lines assuming that he's experienced something similar to, like, it doesn't make it better. No. It just makes it all a worse situation for this joke.
0: Yeah.
2: Again, there's, these are such small lines that it's like, couldn't they cut that? Like, it adds nothing to have him say that line.
1: No, absolutely not. And
2: makes this even more of a cruel and vicious and vindictive punishment. Right. Versus... Being justice or being the moral choice—it's fucking not right. Exactly. And also, cops wouldn't find that weapon rack. That well, weapon rack. them off. Oh, about the weapon yeah. rack too. Yeah. Okay, I was like, that was
1: well hidden. Right. No, Sam told them that that was there.
2: And also, sorry. One more thing about the soap line. I know it's a throwaway line. I know it's offensive. But also, he says the next few years. Right. As if this isn't something that is then going to affect Gordon for the rest of his life. Right. So I think not only is this a very vindictive punishment, but it's also vindictive punishment that they don't fucking understand what the punishment would be. Right. They don't understand
1: the longevity Mm -hmm. of
2: the consequences here.
1: I think what really rubs me wrong about this whole situation is that Like, obviously, I don't think Gordon should have killed Sam. But Mm -hmm. with the information that Gordon has, like, what else is he supposed to do or think? Like, can we necessarily say that Gordon is in the wrong? I think a much better way Mm -hmm. to have handled this was to find some way to plant, like, a seed of an idea in Gordon's Mm. head to get him to change his mind eventually. Yeah,
0: Yeah, like, Sam Sam kind of, like, being like... I'm not going to kill you and then knock him out to prove Gordon's mm-hmm. whole thing wrong. Right. And then leaving Gordon there.
2: Yeah. Make this, uh, Jean Valjean moment. Right. Make this Les Mis. make him question himself, but not his ending to be clear from Les Mis, if you know that.
0: And then if Gordon can't, you know, come to terms and change, then have him go out on his own terms. Right. Like, yeah. There's definitely. Yeah. Other ways.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think it is a good moral question because like, we don't know if Gordon's wrong. We don't. He might be doing the right thing th- for the world.
0: Especially like we saw the last episode where they referenced Roanoke. Like that's like an apocalyptic level yes. threat. Right. That he's trying to prevent. So now yeah, you, you're correct. I actually didn't think about because obviously like killing people's bad most of the time. I didn't think about the fact of Gordon being right, but he might be.
1: Mm hmm. They have their little, we're unpacking our feelings in the car moment early. Instead of right at the end of the episode, it's before mm. they go to Ava's home. And I, I love Dean's little tirade. And he goes on, like, screw the job. Yeah. Like, I'm sick of the job. and I don't believe in destiny and all this stuff. And I think, like, Sam does call him out and specifically says, well, you don't believe in my destiny. But also, I think he isn't just projecting.
0: No, not at all. Mm
1: -hmm. He's like, fuck this. Like, literally, fuck it.
0: Well, I think, too, it also proves, like, because they've kind of shown throughout the series that, like, to Dean, hunting is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But this scene is telling us it's, no, Sam is the most important thing. Yeah,
2: I love that. I know. He would give up hunting for nothing except his brother. Like, that is a very sweet message
1: yeah even though he hates hunting for himself personally as he said in the previous (laughs) episode he would keep doing it Mm because he feels morally obligated to do it yep but not if it's gonna cause harm to his brother i just love them so Mm -hmm. much
0: especially because to like they have that scene and then when we get like the call from alan about the information too we see there are literally a plethora of hunters yes right so really with that information it's not up to dean and sam like maybe
1: they're not the only two assholes yeah they're not the only two (laughs) assholes (laughs) like you thought
0: so they could reasonably quit
1: yeah but at this point now it's personal for sam
0: to call back, too, to what Gordon was saying, too, about his father and Dean being like, no, I'm not my father. Part of that might be he no longer feels the need to carry his father's mm-hmm. legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, and I think whatever importance filling his father's shoes had to him was damaged irreparably by his father telling him that he might have to kill Sam. Yep. Mm-hmm. After his whole life has been built around You have
2: to protect Sam. Yep. Jordan, I hope you know I have so many offhand things you say that will come up later that I have to just write at the top of the pages so that we can remind you of the shit you said and how it will be relevant.
0: Oh, I'm excited.
2: You say some fucking off-the-wall shit.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Are we ready for the fanfic?
1: Well... Turns out my dumbass did not pick out a mm. fanfic for this one.
0: Ooh, time for
1: us to write one. Supernatural <laughs> x Inuyasha. Oh my fucking god! Do you want me to just throw out a random wreck
0: Yeah, yeah. do it. I love that. You can okay. tell us one of your favorites if you want to yeah. call someone out.
2: Do do do. Call someone out. I'm. Uh, I'm <laughs>
0: calling you out. This calling is like a you call out, out <laughs>
2: of support. Of, sport. <laughs> <laughs> of support. Can it be one about toes? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Allie, you're going to be that person who, like, makes a joke about a kink so many times that it's not a joke anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm going to gaslight like, you into having a foot fetish.
2: I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, you do you. I'm not criticizing other people who do. But I do not. I will not.
0: Anyone who listens and is really into toes, tell Allie how great it is. Please don't. Convert her.
2: I, no. Don't don't at me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
1: today I am suggesting you give this fic called Reverie a read. Mm. It's by Ailey Kindara. That's A-E-L-I underscore Kindara spelled like it sounds. Summary Rowena's dead, Cass is gone, and Sam and Dean are learning how to live in the world they've saved. The wound on Sam's shoulder still won't heal, and the visions it brings start showing him Cass in mortal danger from a mysterious Enochian magic user. When Dean goes to help him, Sam's left alone in the bunker with a head full of visions and a dead witch who keeps talking to him, if only when he doesn't ask her to. This fic is really fucking good. Just by the way. It's super awesome. Sam Wiena Nation, this one's for you. This one's rated T. The ships are Sam Weena, and Dean Cass. There's Sam, Dean, Cass, Rowena, an OC, God, and <laughs> Becky Rosen. Additional tags are post-episode season 15, episode 3, The Rupture, POV Sam, Witch Sam, Ruler of Hell Rowena, Mythological References, Enochian Magic, Pining, Cass and Dean Being Idiots, Magic, Wild Hunt, Case fic defeating Chuck Sam Winchester's visions it's it's super good it's so underrated it only has it doesn't even have 5,000 hits wow wow yeah please go read this it's incredible
0: sounds like it has kind of like the vibes of like a fun epic honestly
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's not even that long the shit's only like 20k words wow. wow yeah so you
0: can knock it out in a day
1: or less if you're insane like me yeah <laughs> oh yeah I don't even 60k and up. Oh you're long fic only? Yes. Oh wow yeah I go back and forth. I'll have like a long fic that I'm reading unless it's like really good and I have to like read it in one go. I can read like 200k words in a day Mm -hmm. if I'm really into it. Usually I have a long fic and then I'll be reading like little short ones on the side Mm. in between.
0: I read my first fanfic. (gasps) What was it? It was an accident. Not an accident, but here's the thing. I went in knowing absolutely nothing about it. It was on my feed. I don't know if it was a mutual or someone who posted it, but it was short. It was only 10,000 words and it had no tags or anything. And they just posted it and they're like this. I'm really proud of this fic. And I got into it and found out very quickly it was just a Dean cast slash fic. So I'm and I'm fine with that. I love romantic longing. I usually don't go for like the full ooey gooey. That's not really my style. And it started off of like I guess they lived in like a house together or something, like our a bunker or something. I don't yes. know. But Dean was too injured and couldn't bathe himself. But oh at that point God. I was almost <gasps> I was almost done. So I'm like, we're gonna finish it out. And it ended up being like Cass had to bathe Dean, so it was like their first time ever doing anything sexual, and it just became like Cass giving Dean a prostate massage in a bathtub, and it became a little (laughs) too much for me at that point, but it was well written.
1: This is so fascinating. Incredible. Incredible news. Congratulations,
2: Jordan. I
0: know. I wish I knew who wrote it so I could call him out if you just want to read a really horny bath fic.
2: I love how you're like, I've never read one. Let me go full throttle. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like I've read this. This sounds familiar. (laughs) Maybe I've just read too many, like, hurt comfort kind of It it definitely was a hurt comfort. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm, like, kind of mad. I want to know what it was.
0: Maybe I'll find it. Maybe I liked it or something. If we have anyone who listens who wrote a (laughs) horny... No one. No one listens. (laughs) No one listens. If any of our, like, two listeners wrote... uh, Because I think it was possibly a mutual. So if you wrote, like, a horny bath comfort fic tag us in it
2: let us know so we can shout you out
1: yeah we'll put you on our big fanfic list our our document that's linked on the website that i always forget to update
0: (laughs) so are we ready to rate the episode
1: let's rate this motherfucker
0: Mm, this is a tough one because it's a good episode it's a Mm -hmm. great episode Mm -hmm. i'll say it's a great episode so i think i'm gonna give it a 4.5 And I'm just going to take points off. Uh, I didn't really like the whole like arrest thing, but it may end up being cool just because I'll let you know in my predictions why. Um, I'll take a little bit of points off just because I don't know if they're going to subvert the whole like thing with Mm. Ava. So yeah, 4.5 out of 5. Yellowed-eyed demon collages. Nice. I made it there. What about you, Allie? (laughs)
2: Um, I will also take off a half point because of the ending, and I was going to take off a whole point, but after talking it through, I do think maybe it was based on ignorance and not understanding the implications, but I still want to take that into account. So I will give it 4.5 out of 5 bloody engagement rings, because engagement rings have been on my mind.
1: Ooh! Same. I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5. It's just a little tone deaf there
2: at the Mm -hmm. end. I
1: do also kind of feel a little uncomfortable with the whole like mentally ill people are definitely going to become serial killers. But I do have to acknowledge that even I recently in an episode was like, oh, killing the cat or whatever. I think it was during no exit even. So like I get that. But yeah, I'm going to give this one four and a half out of five. Blue roses. I knew it. I
2: thought of stealing it from you just to be petty.
0: Oh, you bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Jordan.
0: Oh, I have predictions. Let's hear them. So the thing I was saying about the end of the episode that could be cool is they had the bite me line from Gordon. So I'm like, he's going to get turned into a vampire in jail. Incredible. And he's going to cool, oh. become like a cool vampire jail leader. And then he's going to get out. And he's Incredible. like, I think it'll be cool because they will be he'll be like, Yeah, I'm, like, totally fine killing other people for the cause. But now that I'm a vampire and I'm the monster, it's (laughs) chill. Not the cause. It's that he will still feel above it, like being a vampire. Like, he's not a monster because it's him that's the vampire. Right. I love that. Um, I gotcha. And I think that we're going to keep on with, like, the Gordon hunting the special children. But I think it's going to become, like, we they made a point of showing the hunters in the roadhouse so what if it's going to become like a the Thanks. most dangerous game and it's going to be mm-hmm. like all of the hunters have now got this information because it's been hinted at that like you know other hunters know about Sam's situation and now they're going to be trying to hunt the brothers and they're just going to be like running in the woods like um that episode of sorry to talk about Buffy huh. but oh, homecoming wait. homecoming
1: um uh, Slayer Fest 2001 <laughs> yes.
0: uh, yeah it's Slayer Fest 2001
1: was it 2001 someone Um, tell me what year it was oh it had to
0: been 99 because they graduated in 99 they were the class of 99 because it's season three because it's cordelia's last season (laughs) ali's like sorry sorry to anyone who knows nothing about buffy but yes we're gonna get a slayer fest but instead it's gonna be a sam fest
2: (laughs) a winchester (laughs) fest winchester fest winch fest
0: winchester fest sounds like something the fandom would get really into oh true that, oh, sorry, that is it. That's all of my predictions. The dangerous game with hunters.
1: Incredible. You didn't, I thought you might have had something else to say about Ava as well. Oh, waiting.
0: Ava. Oh, I'm really hoping that the husband got attacked or Ava found the husband that way. Mm-hmm. But maybe she like went to check if her husband, that's when she got blood on the ring and had to leave mm. it. But I don't know. I'm excited to see where that goes. We love the special children plot lines. Yes. Thanks for tuning
1: in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhart, and special thanks to Sophia London for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in Cornwall, Connecticut. Bye. Bye. Bye.